Hey, what it do with the business is? It's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. I am Spike Lou in them same social sites. How let your boy, how you holding up out there? Hey, man, I am excellent. Shout out to my guy, Cash Guy, that we rocking camo all week because Mac is coming home. Let's go. <laughs> Shit. Let's get it. I'm hyped. That was free best news I've heard all year. Mac. Absolutely free Mac. Absolutely. How you doing? How you holding up? I'm good, man. I can't complain at all. I cannot make a complaint. Pushing through uh pandemic numbers are down. Stuff is going, you know, better. So let's get it, man. Let's get Absolutely, to the other man. Action packed show coming up. Uh Meek Mill is in the news again, this time for questionable lyrics. LeBron teases a hip-hop album. And the aforementioned Mac and Bobby Schmurter are coming home. So we will discuss rappers coming home, the historic uh, perspective of that, of some notable rappers that came home and what their impact was when they made it. But first, let's talk Puff again. No, he does not have another lawsuit. He's actually got a new hip-hop basketball league. It's called the Crew League, not to be confused with the Drew League. It is a basketball, kind of celebrity basketball tournament that is airing right now on Revolt, featuring rappers and their crews playing against each other for a grand prize of 100 bands. Are you checking for this? Man, I did a little YouTube and a little Googling before we did this for research purposes and checked out the first two episodes. They're about 20 minutes long. Uh, they got my man Drewski doing the play-by-play. He's the color analyst. And I won't lie to you, this is not a bad idea, man. I'm not mad at this at all. I was slightly entertained. Though I was fast-forwarding through it. I wasn't really trying to see all of it. But I seen the one with Slim Jimmy against... Uh, Lil Mosey. Lil Mosey? Yeah, that yeah. guy, him. No, Sway uh, Lee versus him. Yeah, Sway Lee versus him and Slim Jimmy was on there talking about how he raised uh, his brother and he was his role model and shit like that. That shit was kind of funny, though. It was actually funny. And it was a nigga out there that was way too serious. Uh, way too serious. I know you know who I'm talking about, dude with the dreads. Nigga, they were arguing about him having five fouls in the first half. Uh, it's actually my style of basketball right there. But this could be good, man. I was looking at this and I feel like the more artists to get involved in it the more you know things that they do to to broaden the brand of this this could be a very entertaining uh the the, the people out there they're lighthearted with it i like to see them be a little bit more serious i think that's where the entertainment factor is gonna come in they need to bring ice cube in man let him commission this and we can get a real deal league going out of this i'm here for it mm, i was skeptical too man listen i saw crew league i said come on puff Come on, man. We got the Drew. What are you doing, bro? Like, come on. But then when you watch it, you see, I, I watched the Jack Harlow and Russ episode, and it, it, it's satirical to a certain extent. They got the comedian doing the color commentary, like you said. So it's not to be taken extra seriously. So I see the play on Drew League with Crew League because it's rappers and their crews. Okay, cool. I'm, okay, I'm cool. I'm past the name. Then you watch it. It is kind of funny. Shout out to YouTube. Hit the 10-second fast forward. That's your friend when you're watching this. But it's entertaining enough to be okay. Uh, you made the comparison when we talked offline about Rock and Jock. Similar to kind of Rock and Jock basketball. Because let's be honest, none of these niggas can hoop. None, none of these niggas can hoop, bro. None of them. Russ can't hoop. Sway Lee can't hoop. None of the none basketball can players can hoop. I mean, excuse me, none of the, the artists can hoop, right? 
and none of their friends can hoop, nigga. All these niggas are slow. If you want to watch a competitive garbage, niggas, you can go to your local LA Fitness. It's probably better hoopers at your local LA Fitness, honestly. That's but the it fun is funny, part though. Is. That's the fun part of this, though. Them niggas is dead serious thinking that they could hoop, though. Niggas is out there dead ass serious, like getting five thousand some more shit. I'm here for that. And I'm and like, I, if I did this, I would definitely bring in the ringers. I'm getting the ex NBA players. I'm getting the hood superstars. I'm getting the nigga that didn't make the basketball team because he got kicked off of smoking weed. And I'm running this league. I'm winning it every year. <laughs> I'm coming out there with enforcers. And like, if I was, see, if I'm a nigga like Cameron, if mm-hmm. I'm a nigga like uh, Two Chains, if I'm like J. Cole, I will, I'm sending people out here like, this is fun. COVID uh, alternative entertainment for the artists to get into. You, you can have fun with it. The cameras are there. It's big enough. It's on revolt. But this is the type of thing during the pandemic that you can stay out there, stay people like ingrained in what you're doing. And I, I think it's dope. Yeah. One thing revolt got to fix though. A lot of their content is gets put on YouTube as well. And I don't know if they have maybe a, a contract with YouTube or something, but it's kind of weird. It kind of takes away from the exclusivity of revolt, the channel, which gives me no reason to actually check out Revolt the Channel, and I could just be on YouTube just watching this shit. So I, I don't know how they fix that or remedy that, but that, because you know, bro, we, I think we talked about Revolt not too long ago, and it was like, nigga, what are you watching on there? They need two versions of this, but you're right about mm. that. Like, they, they need a version that's like a real basketball game, and then they need that YouTube version that we watch. It's like 20 minutes and like the little cutting interviews, the mm-hmm. funny side shit with Drewski. And then you need like a real version, like a real TV ready version. That's why I said, like, maybe bring Ice Cube in, get it prepared in the production for TV. But this shit could be big, especially if you get other artists that are also entertaining in it too, that could take it a little bit more seriously that don't aren't as musically in you know ingrained in everything that they got going on call snoop too call snoop right now for that play by play snoop definitely has to be there and i'm looking to the side here because i got a like a dip set team is what i was looking at my notes to see what i had Mm. definitely that dip set team the game quavo true i love to see a ross team because i know ross gonna bring out all the stops and have the best team rolling out there he'll be the coach or something like that he's gonna take it real serious absolutely and i need a two chains team and i need a master p down south hustlers team mm. all of those teams man i feel like that'll make this shit fire i'm here every week for it i agree i agree not little mosey though we Definitely don't need another team Mose. we can be kicking little mosey them out Speaking of basketball, your man, King James, Bron, Bron, you know what? He was tweeting here and he said he's so in-depth and ingrained in this music stuff that he may drop him an album. My question to you, Animal Brown, if LeBron James drops an album, are you checking for it? Let's go, LeBron, LBJ. I'm here for this. Now, let's be clear. He's not stepping one foot in that booth. This mm. is a compilation album of him and his Rolodex calling all of his A-lister hip-hop homies and putting together a fire-ass LeBron James uninterrupted compilation. I am here for that. The, he better not say a word on the ma- Matter of fact, we're going to make the booth six feet tall so that nigga can't even fit in it, dude. Like, I, As long as he stays far away from the booth, I'm here for it, man. Like, I think this is a passion project for LeBron. He's obviously, we've seen him on, on social media breaking records. And by breaking records, I mean friends send him music before it's released and he plays it while he's working out, which in 2020 and 2021 is breaking music. So 
And he seems to have pretty decent taste in music. I haven't really seen him, like, big up anything that was just complete ass. And so I, I'm here for it. He doesn't need to start a label. He doesn't need to drop a mixtape and try to rap. He just needs to do this one passion project while he's still uh, out here on, on the main, on the front lines because he's still hooping. Drop, drop this one passion project. I'm going to call him LaBerry Gordy. That's his new name. He's going to drop a fire-ass compilation, and I'm here for it. I'm streaming it. Easy. I, too, am here for the LeBron James album, and here's why. He came in the game, and he said he wanted to be the sports billionaire guy, and you got to do a lot more than sports to make it to the number that he wants to make it to. He got Space Jam 2 coming out later this year. He doing the thing already in TV. So we got film. We got sports. Let's take it to music. LeBron James is the biggest star, athletic-wise, that fucks with hip-hop ever in the history. Jordan didn't fuck with rappers. Kobe no Slick other, didn't. Huh? Kobe tried to rap, but he really didn't fuck yeah, with Kobe rappers. tried to rap, but he really waited. Like, he was more R&B dude. Like, Kobe was, a, Kobe was definitely a 90s R&B nigga. That's a fact. And AI just ain't as big as LeBron James is. LeBron James is the biggest athlete ever to, like, be ingrained in the hip-hop culture. And I'm here for it. And I'm here for him, like, living his truth. Like, you see him... Uh, like you said, promo and his friends in the backseat of the Rafe, in the backseat of the Rolls Royce, wherever he on vacation with his family. He putting hip hop in the forefront and I'm here for that. I'm here for him maybe giving some artists some shine that wouldn't get it if they weren't on a LeBron James album. I want to see how far LeBron James can take this. And I'm rooting for him in everything that he does Like since he had the school thing. So let's go with the LeBron album. My I, question I, to you is this, though. Uh-oh. When LeBron hit Drake up, and he's like, I got the album coming. I ain't going to step on the certified lover, boy, I promise you. When you going to send me the verse and how much you need for it? What is Drake charging him for that? Nigga, he's going to say the verse is on the way. Nigga, it's on the house, nigga. Let's go. On the house? It's on the house. Don't even worry about it. We got these for days. We got so, bangers for days, dog. This is nothing, LBJ. You're my guy. So, no, that, but to be fair though, here's the here's the one thing: it can't be an album full of NBA niggas trying to rap and then Drake. No, <laughs> it no, it gotta be, be like all A list, B list, and maybe somebody from Akron that he just want to put on on like number eight or something. It gotta be that. It gotta be B list and above though. It gotta be all analysts as far as I'm concerned. You're LeBron James. I ain't, I ain't no. Nah, he, no, because there's some there's some people that aren't a list like like Rhapsody. Is she an a lister? Like, see, if you know hip hop, you know who that is. But she's not a household name. That's she a good point. That's a good point. See, I would expect that though. Like, he can't give me like no disrespect to the female rappers of Akron, but he can't give me Akron's best female rapper. If he gave me Rhapsody, that would line up. Like, you're right, she's not A-list, but I would expect her on the LeBron James album uh, as opposed to I'm not, like, just some rando dude that he knows in Akron, like, the dude his mom used to date. Like, if he's on there, I'm not buying it. But <laughs> young Lambo, young Lambo. But with that being said, man, I think it's a strong opportunity for LeBron to do it. But I would question you if you're telling me that Drake is sending him a verse for free. Who's charging LeBron James for a verse on a on a album full of A list rappers? The only person that's charging him is the person who needs the bread, whoever mm -hmm. that is. Whether that's Lil Uzi who just dropped 24 M's on his forehead, the or Uzi anybody else that's been hurting during this pandemic, dude. They are charging him because they need it. Lil Uzi not charging him. He needs it, though. 
<laughs> nah, I don't believe that either. If he pays so, 24 M's, he needs it. Eminem would be on there. You're telling me Eminem's not charging LeBron for a verse? Absolutely not. Hove not charging LeBron for a verse. I don't know if Hove gonna make what well, now. Nah, Hove like to scratch that itch every once in a while. So yeah, Hove. I think he'll record something. If LeBron drop an album, Hove has to be on. It. That's true. He'll let the hood man. down if he don't. Yeah, he, he letting the whole hood down. I'm trying to think of who's the nigga that's gonna charge Drake for an album. I mean for the feature. You mean charge Le- oh charge LeBron? Excuse me. Yeah, who's the nigga that's gonna charge the say, yeah, Brian, I got them 16, man. I just send you the invoice always 250. Somebody hey. young and don't know no better, like a blue face or somebody like that. <laughs> it had to be somebody silly like uh, that. There will never be blue face on the LeBron James album. But I got the answer for you, though. Who? Rameek Mill. Oh, hell. Big facts. Ah, uh, it was just my people, man. They sent you the invoice. I ain't even know nothing about it, fam. I, I would have done it for free. I would have. I would have done it for free, bro. I promise you I would have. Did you pay the invoice, though? Did you, did you, did you send money? Did you, did you send it, though? You can cash at me, bro. Like I just cash at me half of what they sent you, bro. We good. You know That's what? Me. That wouldn't surprise me. What the, the run that he's been on, this losing streak that he's been on, which we will get to in just a second, that wouldn't surprise me if he did that. Me definitely charging LeBron for that verse. I'm going to tell you who's not going to charge him for a verse, and that's Moneybag Yo, because he doesn't need it. Uh, Moneybag Yo tweeted out, quote, no lie, I made a couple of M's in the pandemic. I don't mm. want to end with the shrug emoji. Now, Twitter, of course, had a field day, <laughs> considering the many L's that people have taken during this pandemic. He did double back and say, quote, I apologize to everybody I offended. My comment was very insensitive. It was not my intent to hurt anyone, end quote. My question, was the apology necessary or did people overreact? I don't think the apology was necessary. And I'm not saying that the comments were insensitive and I'm not saying that money bag yo doesn't need to know when to shut the fuck up <laughs> because one of the number one rules of getting money is you got to know when to shut the fuck up if you want to keep money that's just like the rule i don't give a fuck how you getting money this is how it is now for you to go on twitter and tell people hey, nigga, i was eating during the pandemic that ain't necessarily the right way to let people know that you get money like he could have phrased that a thousand different ways, but then the apology to come back and say, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry if I hurt people feeling like that don't mean shit neither, bro. You know, you're not sorry, bro. You're laying it as far as people are concerned. Now you Scrooge McDuck's women in your motherfucking money vote. <laughs> it's in Memphis somewhere. Uh, I, I just think the the smartest thing for money bag yo to do here, he could have turned that into something positive. Hey, look, man, I wasn't trying to be insensitive here, but it, whoever's looking to, to, to run it up during a pandemic, man, I got a little ebook I'll send you. I got 10 ways to get money during a pandemic. Reach out to me. I'm sending niggas a thousand dollars cash. I'm like, oh, nobody want to hear your bullshit words, bro. You really get money. You telling me that you would get money. Show people like don't come and apologize and say, oh, I'm sorry. I hurt some people feeling because I didn't realize that a million fucking people had died during the pandemic. Help people out, pay some rent, like, and do it on camera. Like you, you owe people that now. Since you were telling people how much money you got during the pandemic, it's time to start showing people. So I lay stuff out, have little contests and shit like that. That way, you ain't got to give no bullshit apology, and you can still let people know you getting money during the pandemic. But you can't talk about getting money. That's the number one rule to getting money. That's true. I think. First of all, I think the apology was necessary. Um, and I, I actually thought it was very well put for Moneybag, yo. I'm picturing him say this, and he comes off, I've never met him, I don't know him, but in the interview, he come off like a solid nigga, like, he come off kind of like a real nigga. So I'm reading this in his voice, like, ah, okay, 
he was just he took a look at the bank account and was tripping off him doing what he was doing during a situation where it seems like everything else is going to shit, which I understand that, but I want people to take notice of this. Like, this is how you squash a Twitter blunder 101. You just say, hey, look, my bad. It was insensitive. I ain't mean to hurt anybody. My fault. That's, that's me, my bad, 100, I'm out. And, and nigga, he hasn't called any, like, this didn't gloss over for, like, six, seven days. Like, that was the end of this situation with money back, yo, dude. And people kept it moving. That's all you got to do is confront it. Man, you know what? That's my fault. And that's it. Keep it going, dog. And But to, to be fair, I understand why he feels the way he feels. This happened during the recession. Like, they, they say this all the time. At least I hear this from rich motherfuckers. When, when things are going to shit, there's always an opportunity laying in the dirt somewhere to get back on your feet or, get, or to kind of big up what you already got going on. There's always that opportunity. It's unfortunate that some people are losing their lives. It's unfortunate that some people are getting sick. Some people are losing their job. That's unfortunate. If you're able to be in a position to keep a level head, you can make some plays and come out stronger than you were before. And that, and that's kind of the silver lining of a situation like the pandemic. And he's been able to do that. And so salute to him. But coming out on a platform like Twitter, it's almost like you're standing in the middle of town square amongst people who are starving and you're letting them know that you got all the food and that you won't be giving nobody none and you're, and you're straight. You're full. Shout out to y'all, though. But it, it just comes off a little tone deaf. You got to read the room if you money bag, yo. Yeah, that's the confusing part about his generation. Like, they, they, you have a generation of guys who aren't as old as, like, the street code that I know and grew up and, and see people older than me about, about, but they're older than the guys that you see run the Twitter and put all this shit on Twitter and record everything. So it gets confusing when you see a nigga like Meek Mill or Moneybag Yo, when they thinking, like you said, I'm looking at the bank account. I pick up my phone, and the first thing that I do is I tweet, man, I'm getting money during a pandemic. Like, in me, in my opinion, that's a group chat statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a – you send that to your girl. That's a one-on-one -on -one you know conversation. Like, I'm not you. sending that to a million yeah. motherfuckers on Twitter. Yeah. Because now, like you said, I'm telling motherfuckers I got it, and even when niggas know you got it, they come and they want it. Yeah. So I just don't understand that part of it, but I'm not of that generation. Uh, now, that, that's the most confusing thing to me. And again, like you said, it's easy to come and apologize and tell people, hey, you know what, my bad, and it's going to be glossed over. But if he wants to take it to that next level, want to use this as an opportunity to grow his profile and be an even bigger artist, he can make, like, like you said, give people some money. You getting money like that, my nigga, put people on. Let a motherfucker know that you hot, that you popping. And one of the things that, like, so one of the things that's biggest from this is the ability to ball during the pandemic. Like a lot of people were already down bad prior to. Facts. Like what you were saying, if you got, if you had a little bit to move around, yeah, you can come up. Like one of our favorite TV shows that we talk about on here, Billions. X, the main character on there, his come up was during 9-11. When everybody was dying and motherfuckers was jumping out of buildings, he was trading stock and he turned him into a billionaire. He don't talk about it. He don't go and throw press conferences about how he made his billions. And I know that's a fake TV show, but it kind of go into the vein of what we're saying. Like when you get money, you ain't got to yell that shit from the rooftops. People going to be able to tell, man. Yeah. And, and to be fair, a lot of people do things like that for motivational purposes. And some people may have took it that way. Facts. They, they may have looked at it like, 
He getting to it. I can get to it too. And that's perfectly fine. And I know we talked about this when the, when the pandemic shit really started to, to kick off and, and the news was crazy and shit was gloomy. We said it on here. Hey, don't let that deter you from whatever it was that you was about to start <laughs> or whatever it was you was finna create or write or sell or produce. Like, don't let that shit deter you because there's a lot of people getting to it right now when shit looks the worst right now. You're The money's still out there. So I, you can take it that way. And if that's what he meant, he worded it horribly. I mean, it ain't even worded that bad, though. I got to disagree with you. Because it's weird for, like, just take the other end of it, it's weird for someone to read that and be like, well, I'm, I'm glad you're getting money. My grandma died during COVID. Like, okay. I'm not saying that being like insensitive. He, no, no. I'm not saying that being insensitive, but clearly he's not talking to you or what you have going on. He's talking about what he's doing during a pandemic and the possibilities of what can happen. I am or may be sorry that your family died and I understand this fucked up shit going on, but I don't got to say that every time I say I'm getting to it in a pandemic, do I? No, you just don't say I'm getting to it in a pandemic. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. The even more fair point. <laughs> You do not say I'm getting to it in a pandemic. And before we get to our fresh out and go over the people and how they rebounded from getting in and out of, excuse me, rappers getting in and out of prison, we want to talk about your man's Ramik, the aforementioned Meek Mill. Um, he dropped a line in a bar and the snippet came out and the line was in reference to Kobe. And if he ever had to go out with his chopper, it'd be like Kobe or something of that nature. I'm not going to get the line exactly. I'll let you do that or play the clip. My question to you, man, is this an insensitive bar from Meek Mill? Yeah, this was, this was, you were talking about reading the room. The bar in question was, if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'll be another Kobe. Mm. So I know you've heard the term too soon. Man, come on, bro. It's too soon, fam. Like, what are you doing? There's no such thing as too soon when it comes to Kobe bars, nigga. Like, leave those alone for eternity, nigga. Like, just don't touch it. Two years, 10 years, 40 years, it don't matter. If you're from the culture and you're from the, the, the age group and the age bracket in which you were affected by Kobe, you know that some shit, that you just don't touch that. You don't touch that. You don't come out with a bar and say, I'm going out in my hood like Nipsey. Like, you just don't. That, that's stupid, bro. That's dumb as fuck. That, it's making Meek sound like he's out of touch with reality every single headline that he gets on this damn show, dude. Like, he is kicking 2021 off in a terrible way, and he's creeping in the Little Wayne out-of-touch territory, and it's getting ugly. Like, he needs an intervention immediately with some niggas who got money but still know what's going on. From the damn water bottle shit with the kids to the Takashi shit, now to the Kobe bars, bro. Come on, fam. Like, you, he's losing touch with reality, and, that, and it's sad, and he's, he's blowing it. That's one way to look at it, man, that he's losing touch reality. Another way to look at it, and what I'm starting to believe here, is Meek Mill just not the dude that, we say, that he says he is. Mm. He, he just... There's a perception that we have of him as fans, as a perception that hip hop has of him and it comes out through his music. But time and time again with mistakes like this, it's just like someone who says they are what Meek Mill is, they just wouldn't be making these mistakes. Like a nigga like you not rolling up and giving kids 20 bucks and telling them to stop touching the window, like the perception I have of you. 
Huh? On camera. Yeah, like a nigga like you not doing it. Like not the perception that I have or had of you. Like a nigga like you, the perception that I have wouldn't dare. Like you ain't even got to read the room of Cobra. You know, that's like classless in itself. And for what? Like you don't, you're not doing this. Like you're not ARL. You're not one of these battle rap niggas where you going in and you trying to get some shock value, bro. You've already made it. You're yeah. famous, dude. Like you don't have to keep putting out like questionable bars for order in order for people to listen to you. So it goes back to like you say, time and time again, from the time that we thought about it with Drake, when we were expecting him to come murder Drake and then we never got a fucking song to the Meek Mill situation with Nikki, where we were like, well, what dude, dude, he tripping? Like, why is he going back and forth? Like all of it starts to look like, bro, you just not the person that you say you are. Like you're a different dude. You're not the dude that you're telling us you are. Like the actions that we see are totally different from the nigga that you say you are that runs with billionaires and the nigga that we seen get picked up from the prison in a helicopter. Like that's not the dude that you're acting like when you come say dumb shit like this about Kobe. Like another nigga can say that. Like, like, like I said, AR Ab and one of these battle rap niggas, it's cool. Like, you go get your Kobe bars off. It's not too soon. I disagree with you in that sense. There's just a certain class of people that can't do shit. And Meek Mill, we thought we expect him to act and be in that class of people that wouldn't even consider doing some dumb shit like putting this in his bar. But yet, here we are again with Meek Mill, surprised at how he's acting. And just for the record, he did put out a respect, a, a, a response to Drake. It was just terrible. It was just trash. And it was forgettable. Nobody remembers this shit. Well, well I'm talking about how, well, th my point was how long it took. Because the even. whole thing and what I was speaking of is the perception, like the thought process, at least for me, was I'll meet Mill, battle rapper. This nigga been on the block. He got bars. Like, he ought to be able to go in there tonight and come out with something and murder a nigga like Drake, a singing nigga. Yeah, and I mean, and we waited and four days, and we never got a fucking song. That's mainly because he started something and then got murdered, got slaughtered at his own. <laughs> you speaking outside his league? He does that a lot. Like he speak outside yeah. of his league. Like my nigga, you're not here yet, and it's cool. You can be that little dusty, dirty nigga with the braids, and like you can be that nigga, but don't lie to everybody and tell me that you this nigga that run with billionaires and you different. Like, cause you're not, bro. You're not acting different. You acting yeah. the same as any other dusty nigga. He acting weird. And you know how companies like uh, you know, when there's a company scandal, like how like H&M, mm -hmm. the coolest monkey in the whatever the t-shirt. Yeah, coolest monkey in the jungle. And then you sit back and like, hey, how many people did that make it past before it got put to the sent to the public? Mm. Bro, how many niggas was in the studio, bro? Like when the engineer didn't say nothing, the producer didn't say nothing. Like little baby was on a song. I don't know if they was in the same room, but like nobody said like, like hey, bro, like switch the Kobe line up, bro. Nobody said that. The manager, the PR, nobody was just him in the room by himself. Come on, bro. Like somebody got to say something, bro. That is a fact. Before it get leaked, I always speak to the teams of people how people let people do shit. Yeah, like I. As soon as he like the engineer should have caught that shit. That's what I'm saying. Now to be fair, like to be fair, what you want to do right there, bro? You want punch? Hmm? No, I was saying I was going to go ahead. I was saying oh, the yeah. engineer pressing the button. Like, is that what you want to do right there? No, I'm deleting that. Listen, <laughs> it, it, and to be fair though, this was a leak, so it's possible that this was an original version, and then he was like, "Nah, let me switch that shit up," and then somebody that just. Maybe he didn't pay the engineer, and the engineer might have leaked that shit to try to, because they only leaked that clip. Facts. We, we haven't heard the full song, 
So yeah. that's possible too. So I, I'll then, shoot him some bail that that's possible. But the way he's been acting, he's not getting the benefit of the doubt. Though. That's my point. I was just about to say, if he didn't have all this shit on his jacket right now, then you would you could say that, and the motherfucker could be like, you know what, you're right. Right. But all the other shit on top of it, you look at and you're like, again, my nigga, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, man, we got a big dog topic coming up. Rappers coming home, home, free, whoever, whoever is free. In this particular instance, it is Bobby Schmurda that made the news this week, as well as Mac getting his parole hearing. We'll get to that in a second as well. But let's talk about kind of the biggest one that a lot of people have, have been anticipating. Uh, there have been a lot of pump fakes along the way of these six years that Bobby Schmurda has been locked up. But it is finally official. He was released today. He was scooped up in the private jet with Quavo and Karen mm. Civil and a host of others. His epic uh, label was there as well. He joins his GS9 homeboy, Rowdy Rebel, as free men. Uh, now, you touched on this a few episodes ago with our rap stock watch. Um, you think that Bobby's going to come home and have an impact in New York fairly soon. Are you Are you still sticking to that? Yeah, I think that he's going to uh, be big. As, he's, he's already big pause but he's going to continue on that wave that he was on people the drill music is big now Fabio is the nigga and, and I think that Bobby's a little bit more talented than he is so he's going to be able to just take what Fabio is doing and just sprint full-fledged marathon to the finish line uh throughout the summer the winter's almost over COVID numbers are down people are about to be back outside and they're going to be back outside of Bobby Smurda yeah, I, I hope so. I, I said on that very same episode, I think I, I was selling my stock on New York hip hop as it relates to drill, because I, 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 I'm not sure if the expectations of Bobby Schmurter are going to be met. It's been seven years since Hot Nigga came out. A lot of shit has changed in these seven years sonically when it comes to music. And that was just one song. Like, he came out with an EP. Nobody really checked for it with Epic back when he was out. It was just okay, bro. So he really just had one hit, and he didn't have enough time to cement his his actual style in the game, bro. It just kind of – the story was more tragic because it got cut off before all that could even happen. So the expectations are going to be sky high for him and his music, and that could get a little tricky. That's my only uh, – that's my only holdback in this situation, bro. It's It's going to be tricky. Cause it's been a minute. He might be rusty, y'all. Like let's <laughs> let's temper our expectations for these Bobby Schmurter records. I hope they sound good, but don't be surprised if the first couple out the gate are some misses. That's all I'm saying. Bobby Schmurter is gonna hit the ground running already. <laughs> Hot nigga and Bobby nigga. bitch. Platinum. Bobby bitch. Bobby Platinum bitch. already. Like he ain't gonna miss a beat, bro. And Roddy gonna be even bigger than he was when he got locked up. So I, I'm here for it. It's going to be interesting to see, man. But uh, finally, he's home. You said Quavo picked him up? Yeah. They were tight, though. Bobby Smurda and Quavo were tight. Yeah, they had a they had a compilation project they were working on. Migos and, and GS9 were working on a project before they got locked up. Oh, okay. So that was six, six seven years ago. So, yeah, they were tight. I know that. Uh, another person that's coming home soon that uh, not as much pub, but it hit home for me. Mac from No Limit, if you watch the No Limit Chronicles, they talked about this. Mac, after serving 21 out of a 30-year sentence, 
for a crime he didn't commit. For a crime that he did not commit. Matter of fact, you saw did you saw the video with the with the parole board? Yeah. Was that is it me or was that shit cringy as fuck though? Like the way they were making it seem like they were doing him a favor, which they technically are because he was sentenced to 30 and he's getting out early. But if I didn't do it, motherfucker, you're not doing me a favor. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm sitting right there like, man, fuck y'all. Suck my dick. I'm, I'm, I'm still hot about it. He's in good spirits about it. He's been in good spirits about it, which he's a better man than I think I would be. But like, don't talk to me like you're doing me a fucking favor, dude. Like, I earned the right to get out in these 21 years when I didn't earn the right to be here. Like, don't do that. It was cringy, dude. Yeah, the, the the cringe, it was definitely cringe-worthy seeing them on Zoom uh, in his parole hearing for Mac. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to see him home uh, way, way too long. And I think that he should have a case to be able to sue for lost wages, man. Because mm. it ain't no way for him to, to be able to do what he was going to do, in my opinion, musically. Like, he'll never be able to capture that again. It ain't no telling what he was able to miss out on, excuse yeah. me, that he missed out on. So I hope he's able to get him a good lawyer and get some motherfucking finances for, for the 21 years that he did for the crime that he didn't commit. If you guys don't know that story, man, please go look that up. Mac from No Limit. Um, but I look forward to, actually, I think he's just going to be a normal dude. I wouldn't, I don't even look forward to seeing anything from him. If, from how they were explaining him and all the documentaries that I've seen and how his family is and, I just feel like he gonna go just like low key, just get out of the way and just hope that he never run, has any other run-ins with the law again. And that ain't really possible if you're a rapper. So, how long? How long do we see P? Do we see Mac on P's Instagram? Is P pulling up tonight? Really? Yeah, he got pull. He, he got gotta pull. be on that tonight, my nigga. How P be moving? He got to be on that tonight. And associate yep. himself with that social justice reform and talk about like he got to have a real serious conversation. He can't have a nigga on there talking about rap snacks, though. That's like, true. He got to be a real serious conversation. And this is what P need too. like I, I wouldn't be mad at P for taking this opportunity either, just because the, 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 the conversation is so important. Like if yep. you look at this man case and see what he had to do with the 21 years, like P could be a person to start having that conversation. Like uh, Kim Kardashian was trying to have about his brother. Like this could be a real deal case. This is like living proof. Like look at this man's story and I'm putting a bag behind it. I'm taking a pause from rap snaps and oodles and noodles to tell you about this. I think it'll go a long way and it'll do a lot for Master P's profile as well for people to start taking him more serious and not as like you said, a hype beast just hopping on shit, like really being effective with it. I agree. I agree. And, and this, I feel like this is a good question. And then we're going to get to some more notable uh, rapper releases. First interview. If you had a choice, if Bobby Schmurter came to you, if Mac came to you, who should they do their first interview with? Individually. They ain't got to be the same people. Mm. Cause I, I was trying to think who would get the best out of Bobby Schmurter. I think it'd have to be somebody out of New York. Mm. Do we go drink champs? No. Hell no. I'd be so frustrated with Nori trying to interview him. That's true. I don't know why I suggested because you know I can't stand uh, Nori I when he when he does interviews. That's a good question, man. I don't know who I would have interview him other than us. <laughs> excluding <laughs> this is excluding us. Facts. I need Mac. Uh, I need I need to talk to Mac. Yeah, Mac to. interview would definitely be the best here. Man. 
Uh, I, get, I mean, you can always breakfast club it, though. The, nah, the murder. You know who does a good job, and you're going to be surprised at this, and I feel like it, it, they'll bring a lot out of me. Have you ever listened to Million Dollars Worth of Game? I have. Gilly. Yeah. Gilly will do a good, a good job with Bobby Schmurter. Mm. Got a nice, like, ilk about him as to where he ain't soft and nothing. He ain't too much of a, a rap. I, I think that'll be a good interview if Gilly and that other nigga, is it Wayne or the nigga that's there with him? I don't, I don't remember his name, but it sound, yeah, that sounded about right. But yeah, that, that, they'll do a good job, I think. Because I wouldn't want it to be like, I don't need no, I don't need the normal Breakfast Club, DJ Envy, Mainstream, Angela Yee questions. Like, mm. maybe Charlemagne by himself. Maybe mm. that would be dope. Uh, but yeah, I don't need Breakfast Club. I don't really need him on Joe Button. They have too much fun. Just, I, I would need someone just like really so I could they could pick his brain. I feel like Gilly could do that and at the same time keep it light enough where you're gonna have him be comfortable too. So I go with me. That's every game. I'm speak I'm speaking that Mac interview on on deck into existence, by the way. Um reach out to him. But no, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. I I I check that out. I'm here for it, man. I'm interested to see what he do. Um now look. There have been other notable rappers, notable free fill-in-the-blank movements. Um, most recently, when you think notable hip-hop artists getting out of jail, I mean, technically Kodak Black, that was pretty notable, obviously. Um, he's come out in many ways, more on him a little bit later on the show. But I, when that comes to mind, I think Boosie. Um, it doesn't seem like it, but Boosie's been out since 2014. Uh, I was like, damn, seven years? It do seem like it now. He's turned into a like he a totally different personality from what he was. Like nigga, like that's he's just different. That's true. That's true. And and you remember when he came out, he actually had a press conference. He had a press conference with Angela Yee, which was somewhat random at the time. Uh, but I think it was Damn, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they, it was in New Orleans, it was in Louisiana, and they was in the big like um, Baton Rouge. They had the big chairs, the big like. King James chairs and shit behind them, like the big royalty chairs. I remember it when it happened. And I think his label had put it out. I think Atlantic was behind yeah. it. It was it was strange, but like you said, he's such a different, he's not necessarily known for the music now. He's more known for his personality. So he's yeah. been able to pivot, you know what I'm saying? Because the music, and this is how I'm afraid Bobby Schmurter shifting the sound. When he get out, because <laughs> Labusi, it took him about two years to find the beat when he got out. He may, it's arguably, he may still be looking for it. I'm, I'm scared Bobby Schmurter going to be the same way, even though he's younger and probably maybe can adapt. He's not stuck in his flow. I think he's going to have that same problem, and I, and I hope not. See, I disagree because I think that the problem niggas like Boosie, you're going to hate that, that I'm putting him in this category, but Boosie, Shine, mm. Pimp C, yeah. like those niggas, Regardless if it's your if it's your style or not, they were good at what they do. Like Boosie, if you like him or not, he's a good rapper. Same thing with Pimp C, same thing with Shine. Yeah. And it's hard to get back because I think they they always when they get out of jail, they try to capture that what they were and they don't grow. Like you gotta be outgrowing as a rapper to 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 grow into your voice. And I don't think Bobby Smurda had that problem because it ain't a lot of skill to what he do. And that's not taking away anything from him as an artist, but he drilled. Like this this shit is like really is just about style and like tone and voice. It ain't necessarily about being an MC as much as it is for Bootsy or Pimp C or uh, Shine when he got out of jail. You could tell the significant difference. Uh, Joel Santana, like it's not as much about the skill set. So I think Bobby Smurda is going to be able to, to, to hop right back in the saddle. Like he, 
I think that he's gonna sound so good on that drill shit, like the shit that the same shit that Pop Smoke was doing, the same shit that Fabio Foreign is doing. Bobby Smurda is gonna do that, I think, tenfold, like mm. even bigger than they doing it, because it don't, it just don't take a lot for that. Don't and do Pop Smoke any kind of way. Now, that don't shit do. international. What are you shaking your head for? Don't do Pop Smoke any kind of way. That shit was Pop hard. Smoke not cold. Like rest in peace, but he not cold. Like, he was that, gonna that be. Drill shit is trash. I disagree. Who is a good drill rapper, like skill wise to you? Pop motherfucking smoke, nigga. Yeah, he's a like I can't name one nigga other than him, and I don't even think like G Herbo. Uh, it's early. Dirk. New, uh, New York drill is early though. It's early. Yeah, but they still ain't got no skill. I just don't think that they skilled enough to where you if you miss it for three, four years, you can hop right back in that shit. Mm. Right back in that shit. You mentioned Shine. Mm-hmm. And Sean was a hyped artist when he went in. He did a very long time. And by the time he came, almost did a dime. By the time he came out, the buzz was, was it was, when he, when he came out and he hopped on, I think it was Wayne Carter 4. And he sounded like Oscar, he sounded like Oscar the Grouch. Right, niggas was like, ah, that's a rat. Like his buzz, whatever hype he had, doing what he done, you know what I'm saying? He didn't fold, he didn't snitch. People felt like Puff did him dirty the whole nine. When you heard, when they hit record and you heard his voice, oh, it was like, oh, okay, well, we, <laughs> yeah. just as quickly as it was hot, it was a it was a Reynolds rap, nigga. And he got yeah. extradited anyway, so now he doing a political thing, so it all worked out. But musically, niggas was not checking for that shit. Musically, it's hard to get back in the saddle, but if you are relying on skills, if you're a nigga like Bobby Smarter, though, like I said, it's gonna be in this drill shit, he's gonna get right back into it. Even so, though Shine did rip that little Wayne, though. Did he? When you go but back to Godfather Bird Alive, it came out while he was in jail, didn't it? Yeah, that shit was trash, though. There's one good song on there. Yeah, the song Just Blaze got a song on there. That, that motherfucker was tough. Let the yeah. angels walk with. Yeah, I'm gonna say that after the show. That shit was hard. One song on there, tough. Uh, who else was notable, man? I know, I know your man Gucci. You was waving the Gucci flag. The come home. I think yeah. the biggest, the biggest free campaign come home was Pimp C. That's not true, but carry on. Easily, like no. Pimp C, like people didn't. Bun B made a career off free Pimp C. Like he already had a were, career. He already had. There a were career. people that knew who UGK was regionally, and some people who knew if they knew if you know you know they knew about him in different regions outside of the South, but the free Pimp C shit, they that was all the way in the dude. Bay. That was on the West Coast down in LA, nigga. That was Texas. That was up North. Like, nigga, Eminem might have said free Pimp C. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, like, you couldn't even be, you couldn't even hop on a song in hip-hop from, like, the last three years that Pimp C was up and say, and not say free Pimp C. Like, that free Pimp C shit was huge. Yeah, of course. It was, it's just not the biggest, but it was, it was, it was definitely a wave and Pum, Bun B gets all the credit for starting that. Cause he had, he had the shirts, he had the hats. He, he said it damn near in every verse he had to, and he was on a gang of verses. So it was definitely serious, but UGK was on the map though. They had already done big pimping. He was on, they were on the map, like stop. So what's the biggest post jail rap career for you? I was free. Hold on. The biggest free wave or the biggest career post jail? Post jail, biggest career post jail. Because the free wave is Pimp C. I don't even care what you got to say. About the, the free is Meek Mill. Um, what? Yeah, tough. Tough. Here, bro. Did, did Pimp C go home in a private helicopter? Did I miss that? 
Did he ring no, the bell at the Rockets game? <laughs> I, did I he ring that. the bell at the Rockets game? Did he, did he, did he sound <laughs> off the Rockets at the fucking Houston game, dude? Because I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. It that was, was huge. Right. Meek Mill had a doc. Meek Mill has a whole like social injustice <laughs> reform changed after him. It's, it's, it's been laws changed <laughs> because of the free Meek Mill movement by Jay Z. With all due respect to Bun B and his hats and his T-shirts, he's not Jay Z, dude. In terms of impact, that that's they all got, I'm saying. They got all of that shit from Bun B and Pimp C. He probably he, did. They got all of that shit from it. Yeah, they just did. don't know billionaires. Uh, that's that's the problem. Won't be no billionaires now, but post career after jail, this is there's only one answer to this. It's probably Gucci. No. What? I give you another yes. We talking about Wayne? Just one answer. It's Tupac. Oh, Ti. It's Ti. It's Tupac. It's Tupac Shakur. Like, it's no other answer to this. That, but it was so, it, he, but he died like two years later. It don't bro. matter. When he got out of jail, when All Eyes On Me came out, and he was out there on the uh, California Love video talking about, nigga, this would come to death row, nigga, and had a big chunk. What he did getting out of jail was the most impressive shit probably ever. But the answer is T.I., but Pox was impressive, though. Pox was impressive. That's the answer. The answer. <laughs> and a side note, I almost had to change barbers because my barber told me that Rick Ross was better than T.I. I mean, excuse me, he was better than Tupac. Like, now you have to change barbers. Nigga. Yeah, I don't know about? if I'm ever going back, man. Shout out Freshery. I love him. That's my brother, man. But he, he called me twice. No, no. He called me two times. No. He didn't even just leave it on the first call, but he called me two times and was like, you know Rick Ross is better than Tupac. And then he can see, kept telling me that he had a versus battle with a nigga in the shop where he had Ross and that nigga had Tupac and he beat him. I said, that nigga couldn't have known anything about music, dude. <laughs> couldn't. Like, I'm beating you 19 to 1, Rick Ross and Tupac, and that's no disrespect. Wow, to whoa, whoa, whoa. 19 to 1. Whoa. Tupac and Ross? Whoa. That's What's it. the one that Ross is winning? BMF. I don't know if Pac got no BMF. He might can get that with Hail Mary, too. Like, I don't even know if BMF wins, actually. That's rough. That's, a, uh, that's rough. That, 19 to 1 is, is, a little, is a little far-fetched, though. It might be 20 nothing. Yeah, oh, my God. Nigga Listen. told me that every day I'm hustling would win a round. Let me ask you a question about every damn hustler. What's the first bar of that song? No, no, who are you fucking exactly. with? I'm the fucking you know boss. You don't know the song. That's Rick Ross. Ooh. You know the hook, nigga. You don't know the song. Tupac got 20. First bar. First 16, you know all of them. Word for word. Movies everywhere. Yeah. But anyway, that's off topic. But did Tupac know the real Noriega? And did he owe him 100 favors? No. End of discussion. That's funny. The biggest post-rapper, Pac is up there, but you got to give T.I. You got to give T.I. He got a second wind as well. Which, well, which time? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I get like... You know what? We thought it was... What are you talking about? Because you got to think about it. He had Grand Hustle, and he had Meek signed up under him. Like, he had a label. I was going to say, you could argue, if you're going to say he's the best, you could argue he had the worst, too. Because it totally threw off the trajectory of his career. People were talking about T.I. like he was going to be the next Jay-Z. And he, he, still in, he still ended up progressing, though. That's all he I'm still, saying. Yeah, but he wasn't the next Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, he wasn't that. He was just T.I. 
That's and true. that ain't no, that ain't nothing to laugh at or sneeze at. But being the next Jay Z and being Ti, two totally different things. That's true. So I, if he hadn't went to jail, who knows where how high Ti? Man, he had the number one movie and album right before he got locked up, didn't? He? Yeah. With the King, come on. Yeah. So and he, he was in Takers. He was doing he had like the biggest hit going to jail. He was doing legitimate movies. He had Facts. takers. Like, he wasn't doing no bullshit straight to DVD yeah. shit. Like, he was getting acting roles, nigga. He was in the, what, American Gangster, Takers, all yeah. that shit, man. Like, T.I. was on one. Then he got locked up for some bullshit. You, you, you got Gucci. You got clone Gucci's reemergence fucked up. Now, when he got out, it was a big deal. He didn't have a press conference with Angela Yee, but there was still a wave that came with Gucci when he came out because he looked completely different. And it seemed that he had a different mindset than when he had came in. And so when you Gucci and you, people literally thought it was a clone, bro. Like you came out with a six pack and the, and the brand new teeth and shit. And like the, you, you proposing to your gal and like, niggas like, wait, what? Nigga, what That's the fuck impressive. Is this? That was impressive and, and marketable, but you wasn't on old Gucci. Nah, not like, like that. You wasn't outside when Gucci was Whoa. Like Gucci, though. I ain't talking about, like, you may have been outside, you just weren't hanging where the Gucci was Gucci at. And I there say that go. to say, yeah. pre-prison Gucci man was a big fucking deal. Absolutely. Like, I don't think the post-prison, he's lived up to that. Like, he lives off his pre-prison aura. Like, more people fucked with him before he went to prison than when he got out. It's just now that he's got out, everybody's so surprised. Everybody's so, hey, that's good for you, brother. Like, we like, we happy to see you like this. But pre-prison? I agree. The music ain't the same. The music is not the same. The fan base is not either. Like, I used to know Gucci fucking stands. Like, I couldn't. He was doing that masterpiece shit, dropping a mixtape every two weeks. And niggas would have that mixtape for one week and know every word of every song. And I was always amazed by it. That's nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Gucci was really big pre-prison. No, I agree. Oh. I, but, but I'm saying post-prison with the celebrity wife and the, Cleanup was the newborn and, and the, the Gucci deal. that He was in a Gucci ad. He was just in an ad for Beyonce's Ivy Park shit. They switched it to Icy Park. Like, he, like he's transitioned again. He still does the music. Like, he still got Pooh Shiesty. He still has an eye for the talent or an ear for the talent. He almost had Mulatto. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's, he still got the ear for it. And he's keeping himself somewhat relevant musically that way. But to see him in the, the actual Gucci ad and shit like that and and seeing him doing modeling gigs, he's in a whole nother lane now. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Now we got a glimpse of the old Gucci at the versus battle. You know what I'm saying? He reared his head facts. at that motherfucker. Though. Big facts. What do you think? What do you think about Kodak's post-prison career? There was an over-under in the rap chat on Facebook of how long it's going to take before he's locked back up. He ain't going back to jail. I promise he's, you that. He's got stuff over his head now that they're trying to bring up. What? So he's not all the way in the clear, period. Oh, well, I, not on no new charges, I'll say that. He ain't yeah, no, okay, no, I don't know. So what do you think about his post-rap career? You yeah, I'm interested to see, man. His voice sounds different. And so I don't know if that bodes well for him or not. I, I've got to hear more of his work. His voice sounds different. And something about him, man. I seen a couple of videos. He was in a club. He was just kind of staring. It was just I he was just trying to get acclimated, man. Oh, uh, okay. Now it might be overwhelming. That's yeah, true. That shit might have been a little overwhelming. 
Facts. He might be trying to get acclimated. That's fair. I, I'm interested to see what he do, man. I, again, we'll talk about him in a minute, man. What he got going on with his um with his girl, but I don't know, but I, I gotta hear the music, bro. His voice is different. And it ain't got the same. It ain't got the same texture to it. So it's gonna be interesting to see music. Like, you think he gonna do big things? I think he gonna be even bigger than uh I was saying about Roddy Rebel and, and Bobby Schmurter. I think Kodak Black is gonna turn his career around. I think that this is the new start for him because he more talented than anybody that we've talked about getting it out of jail. Uh, yeah, you could argue that. In new school. So I feel like that he's going to be able to kind of focus that talent, take a real legitimate shot at this being not a chance he's going to piss down his leg and, and really take it serious. And I think he's going to do well, really well. I hope I hope so, man. But the over-under is definitely 90 days, though. Let's be clear. That's funny. Let's I would say six months at least. He at least gonna stay out six months. Maybe. So, um, that's pretty much the rundown. Any anybody we forgot? I think we know. Joel's don't really count. Wayne don't really count. Are we counting Wayne? He did a year, like nine months. Nah, so yeah, we, we count. Yeah. So Joel's Lil Wayne, Ja Rule, Loon, Loon just got out. Yeah, Loon got out, and and and. He switched. He didn't rap no more though, and he never really had a solo career like that to begin with. Like we was, we knew him as Puff writer and 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 go to feature artist for about two or three bangers, and that was it though. Are we counting like O three Greedo? Well, excuse me, not O three Greedo. He's still in jail, but yeah. Drake or the Ruler. You, we we talked about him on here before on our freshman stuff. You know, he was doing twenty and he just got out. He got a new uh, he got a new song with Drake, don't he? Does he? Yeah. Okay, well, he yeah, obviously he's doing in the best position anybody that just got out of jail. That's a fact. How Drake on a ruler get a Drake feature? Hell if I know. Wow. I ain't even heard the song yet. I just saw it. I ain't got a chance to click on it, but I'm sure if my guy is on it, it's a banger, nigga. Let's be clear. Probably some hype, be shit. Let's go. Hey, man, y'all let us know who has had the best bounce back from coming home from a prison sentence, man. Which rapper, in your opinion, is it Pac? Who had the biggest free campaign? Is it Meek Mill or Pimp C? I need answers. At On Deck TV Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you leave a comment, too, on YouTube.com slash Realville if you're watching this. We got some wins and some losses coming up. Matter of fact, it's all Ws. We got niggas coming home. This is all wins on this episode. Uh, we got a W2, the aforementioned Kodak Black. He got engaged to his girlfriend, Mello Rax. And they also have matching tattoos. He got her name on the back of his neck. She got her name, she got his name, Bill, on her face. Having Bill on your face is hilarious. That is But I do have to wild. look up. What did you say her name was Yellow Rax? Mello Rax. Mellow Rax. Yes, yeah, so, so he has her name, Melody, on the back of his neck. See, he hid the tat. She got it on her face, and that's nuts. Bill? I got to ask you this. Why okay. wouldn't she go by the name Mellow Yellow? That's a, a lot better rap name, and she's light-skinned. Well, because well, there's a, there's a cold drink that goes yeah, by the exactly. same name, Honestly, if you weren't familiar. Now when they come sue you, people going to know who rapper Mellow Yellow is being sued by Pepsi. <laughs> All that pub. Come on with it. She looked like her rap name would be Mellow Yellow, too. So she's a rapper? Mellow I have Rax no idea, bro. I've never heard of her until now. Mellow Rax. That's funny. Yeah. Um, we have a W. Also, to hand out to Rough Rider, Eve. She got a new TV show on ABC. It is called Queens. Are you checking for it? 
it can't be no better than the uh, what's the name of Queen Latifah show? Oh, Equalizer. Oh my God, it can't. It can't be, be no worse than that. Is what you mean to say? Yeah, it can't be no worse than that. They should have had Eve playing Equalizer. Then I think I would have checked that out just off of intrigue alone to see Eve like doing equalizer type stuff but i'm eve eve's a pretty good actor she had the show back in the day eve the same name where she played shelly and it was slick funny yeah, so, yeah i'm here for that man I, I check a couple of episodes out to see what it's about but i definitely think she should have been the lead role in equalizer too she was good in a uh, barbershop too she was good in barbershop Absolutely. Yep. um more tv shit w to Yachty for developing an action heist movie Based on the card game Uno, are you intrigued? Sounds stupid. <laughs> I hope Lil Yachty make it, make a lot of money off of this man, but it sounds stupid. God, I ain't a big Uno fan either. It doesn't take any skill to play the game. Uno's um, good though. That's fun. Uno's fun. It's all right. I'm not a big fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ain't here for. Uh, I'm, I'm not here for this. I think it sounds stupid. But shout out to him. Yadi's got his foot in Hollywood right now. He was he just did How High Two, uh, which looked terrible. Like he I didn't watch it. it. What you mean he did it? He starring in it? No, he was in it. Yeah, it was him and um, your boy from uh, DC Fly. Exactly. I can't. They got to get my nigga Carlos Miller. Or somebody, man. I can't. Why? Why is young little Yadi? He's not even funny. I know. I don't know. I don't know who he knows in Hollywood, but they fucking with him. And fun fact, I just saw Lil Yachty in person about a week ago at the same restaurant that I saw him at about a year ago, which is crazy as fuck. I was at you're California. following Lil Yachty around Atlanta is what you're saying. Absolutely not. I was at California Pizza Kitchen enjoying me a nice uh, California, excuse me, cauliflower crust pizza. All right. It was fucking delicious. And there's Lil Yachty right there with the little bedazzled out beads sitting right there across the way. And I'm like, damn, I saw him at CPK in another location about a year ago. How crazy is that? I guess you guys love CPK. I seen a funny tweet about uh, Cauliflower. It said, did anybody ask Cauliflower they want to be all this different stuff? <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious, dude. Don't sleep on a cauliflower crust pizza. That shit fire. Cauliflower, the most versatile food in the history of man. Jeez. That's true. Um, on deck of the week, man, keeping it simple, Hove. Shout out to Hove, man. Ace of Spades gets uh, acquired 50% from Moet. Um, Louis Vuitton. What is it? Moet, Louis something, something. Moet, like Hennessy. Yeah, some what shit. What else? Yeah, Hennessy. I can't think of it. It's French. It's, it's, listen, big boy deal. The numbers were not disclosed, but I can only imagine. Uh, salute to Hove. He, he, that's another nigga been winning during this pandemic, quiet as kept, and has yet to go on Twitter and say, I'm winning in this pandemic. <laughs> Take notes, money, get money for a long time. He know how to do this. <laughs> True. One way to get it is not going to Twitter and tell everybody you're getting it. Uh, what you got to put me on this week, man? And I found a dope new podcast, new podcast alert is called Through the Cracks. Through the Cracks is about this little girl who went missing. It's a serial style podcast. Little girl went missing. She was gone for 18 days before anybody knew where she was or that she was even missing. How, Sway? Uh, she's black. That's how. That so explains it. That, 
they were living in foster care. I don't want to give the whole thing up, but I've listened to the first four episodes. It's all this out now. Really good, uh, good little background building she's done in the first four episodes. Like I said, in the same vein as serial of how the story is being told. I can't wait to see what happens at the end of this. And this happened in 2014. So putting uh, a crime podcast in the same sentence as serial, you are setting the bar stupid dumb high. I, it's not as good as serial. I just want people to know what to expect coming in. I don't think that you're going to get like some action packed. It's like storytelling, investigative reporting. Anytime I listen to shit like that, man, if it's good by the end of the first episode, I'm already Googling to see what the fuck happened. I want to know kind of what happened here, but this like they, they've already introduced. You remember when they were talking about Jay in serial shit? Oh my God. I, I, was like, I couldn't get to the next episode fast enough. They've already introduced the Jay type nigga who she like allegedly disappeared with and I am locked the fuck in dude mm. so check that out I want to bounce that off y'all see what y'all think um what you got to put us on I'm keeping it uh on the cinema tip this is a trailer though the mm. trailer for Mortal Kombat was released last week and god damn it I'm in there go check that out right now if you have not seen the trailer for Mortal Kombat Listen, I am putting my immune system to the test and I'm going to the goddamn theater. IMAX me when that Mortal Kombat come out. I think it come out next month. If it's not next month, it's April. But it's coming out very soon in a couple of weeks. Count me the fuck in. I can't wait. I'm just going to have a screening at the crib, dude. 40 ahead. Seat eight. <laughs> Let me know. Get your tickets now. We seat eight. That's it, man. Screening at the crib. It is definitely on HBO that. Max. It is on HBO Max? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely screening that. Street Fighter ever had a movie? They did. It was fucking garbage. Really? Yes. Van Damme was in it. He sure was. Yeah. He played uh, the general dude. Guile, I think. Don't hold me to that, though. Nah, nah, nah. He played the nigga with the hat. And Bison? Bison? Yeah. Hold on. I got to think. Was that Van Damme? M. Bison was in the movie, wasn't he? Should I think so? I didn't, man, listen. Yeah, that was Van Damme. Damn, I'm deep with this guy. Hey, boy, when it comes to this movie shit, this video game shit, I do this shit. I was a legend in Street Fighter. Yeah, that shit was trash, though. Um, Mortal Kombat had a movie that was okay. It was okay. Part one was okay. Part two, we don't speak on, because they had two movies. The second one was trash. This new one is a must-see. Fuck it, I'm calling it now. It's a classic. Fuck it. I never really got into fighting games. Was you on Tekken? No, I didn't get into that. I was on Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, though, and Marvel vs. Capcom, shit like that. Like, nobody wants any smoke on me or none of that, but I did not get into Tekken. I'll Killer Instinct, shit like that. I was fucking niggas up on that. I wasn't fucking with those type of games. I did the fighting games where, like, you were trying to, like, Zelda, Contra. That's not a fighting game, but I'm... That's what I'm saying. I wasn't on the fighting games. I was on those, like, little strategy shooting games and shit like that. Contra was the shit too. Ain't no question. Ninja Turtles game when you had to figure that shit out. That That was the shit. I used to love that shit. Hey man, guys, we appreciate another week in the books. Do us a favor, youtube.com slash realville. Make sure you subscribe and patreon.com slash realville. We got two brand new album reviews this week. Straight from the Rockefeller Camp throwback album reviews too, man. I had a lot of fun doing those. Those were fire. So check those out this week, and we appreciate you supporting the real. The link to the Patreon is in the uh, album is in the description right now. Just click that link. 
and go enjoy some content. We're trying to get those Patreon followers up, man. So y'all go join the real support us, man. Two dollars to the bottom tier to get in, man. It's just showing love, support, two dollar monthly. So jump in there, man. Holler at us, sign up for the different tiers, listen to the different content we got for you, and we're gonna keep making more of it, man. This is the On Deck TV podcast. We out.